Central. This is Tech Radio. All things computers, gadgets and web happening right now in Ireland. Hear us anytime on iTunes or download from techcentral.ie. Tech Central. Hi there, this is Dusty Rhodes and welcome to Tech Radio with all the ladies in tech from around Ireland and across the world. Remember, there are many ways of getting our show. You can download directly from our website at techcentral.ie. You can use a smartphone podcast app, plenty of them about. Uh, iTunes, of course, or turn us on every Friday on the radio with uh, RTE Radio 1 Extra on DAB. Later on, uh, we're going to find out how you can take something like maths and actually make it fun and interesting for kids and adults for that. Uh, we'll be talking to somebody who's doing just that. But first, somebody who's always fun, editor of Tech Central, Niall Kitson. How are you? Oh, thank you very much for that lead-in, Dusty. I've, I've got a bit of a cold this week, so if I sound slightly hoarse, that's that's what's going on there. So um, let, let's kick off the news, Dusty. We've got loads of stuff going on this week. Well, I suppose there is only one story, really, and I'm wondering, are you absolutely dancing for joy that Samsung have had to recall and just forget it? The Note 7, forget it. It didn't happen. Their flagship product. I mean, yeah, you had one. Uh, yes, uh, um, and I have to say, I absolutely... Uh, yes, I love it. But you know what? I would absolutely go back to the uh, uh, the Galaxy S7, no problem, because I don't really use the pen. Right, okay. So, and that, that well, the pen and the screen size, I guess, were the two things people would miss. Well, absolutely, but the S7 is almost the same size. So once you've got that kind of big-ish kind of a screen, like, I'm happy, you know? But uh, it's yeah. been a bit of a nightmare run for them. I mean, did, uh, are you surprised with that news? I think I pretty much am. But when you look at the, the mounting case against the, the phone over the last week or so, I mean, we, we went from, you know, one or two comical isolated incidents in the States to um, this recall scheme. Um, the phones that were given out as replacements seem to have the same problem. Um, they seemed there's been no actual as at time that we're talking about this I still haven't gotten an official statement from Samsung saying what went wrong I, I've had one saying um, we put our customers safety paramount so we're recalling this product from the market uh, and that's kind of been it like it was a little one line statement um, fairly inoffensive but for the import of what it was saying uh, so from the the obvious finger to point at this thing is to look at the battery situation, seeing as it's the batteries are actually overheating and, and melting and causing explosions. And it was traced back to the, the battery component was actually produced by two separate companies. So some of the Note 7s on the market had batteries by SDI, which is a, a Samsung offshoot. And another had batteries by ACL, which is a Chinese company. And I think it broke down that 60% slash two thirds of the photos and of the cameras on this side of the world were Samsung and the rest are um, were Chinese. So there there was a, a bit of a, a, a canard released into the media saying that, oh, phones in China were having the same problems as well. And then that was quickly refuted, saying, actually, you know, if anyone is at fault here, it's likely not the Chinese um, uh, the Chinese supplier. And when last I checked, you know, there was there was fault being um, 
flung, I guess, at, at both sides. So it's probably the battery, but we're looking at something beyond the battery, be it in terms of the amount of charge it was they were being calibrated to take or how much energy the applications on the Note 7 actually took up. Um, I don't know, Dusty, do you have, do you have a, a wild theory on this? I have no theory at all. <clears throat> I really have no theory at all, other than, you know, kind of uh, this whole thing with uh, smartphones and batteries. And, and you know, for a long time with me, it's been a bugbear where you're not able to replace the batteries on the phones. Yeah, and I, I guess, you know, this is what happens. I know, I don't want to say, this, you know, this is karma or anything like that. But I had a, a scan through the forums um, to see what people were thinking because, you know, I'm, I'm kind of unmoved by this, to be honest. I mean, it's very embarrassing for Samsung. I don't think I've seen a recall within the tech sector on this precedent. I mean, the closest thing I could align it with in recent times is the um, uh, Volkswagen scandal where it emerged that Volkswagen had been gaming their uh, emissions tests on on cars through um, a software hack mm. and it, it's it has cost and it's going to cost them uh, further billions uh, and rightly so um, going through the forums though people seem to have an awful lot more sympathy for Samsung they were you know there was sort of a you know I was saving up my money to get one it's such a shame or I got my replacement okay it's got to go back or some other people going you know it looked like a great phone better look next time mm. I'll, I'll hang on for uh, an S8 and see see how that looks and not much in the way of um, people going on going haha Samsung were a lot of rubbish tried to beat Apple and this is what happens haven't come across anything like that it's strange um, because if that which, actually had happened to Apple, uh, I think a lot of people would be <laughs> very quick to uh, uh, knock the nail into the coffin, as it were. Well, you remember Antenna Gate when the iPhone 4 yes. came out? Oh, my God, um, yeah. People were going nuts over it. You know, they were going, ah, your phone looks weird and it can't take a phone call. You're all crazy. Mm. Um, and I, it, was, it was a fault that was fixed very quickly. It wasn't, didn't even require like the 4S. It was, they just made a slight change to their manufacturing and like the second wave of the iPhone 4 to come out. And you remember they were almost handing out these buffer cases to people saying, you know, if, if it's a problem, put this on. Uh, yeah. But yeah, you're a Samsung guy. Do you think this will have any permanent, will this affect your relationship with Samsung no. products? No, it wouldn't really affect my relationship yeah. with Samsung products. And uh, it's, it's very simple. It's like, you know, oh, uh, you know, it didn't work out with the Note 7. But as I say, the Galaxy S7 is there and it's proven it to be a fantastic phone and no problems with the battery on that. Um, yeah, and I had a look at um, Samsung's market share at the moment. I mean, they're the, la- they're the largest uh, manufacturer of uh, Android phones by far. Mm. In the last quarter alone, they sold 76 million handsets, right? Three million of which, uh, actually not even sold, I think it's two and a half million of those sales was the Note 7. Yeah, exactly. It's only that, a small, small part. Yeah, it's only a small part. I, I think, yes, it's going to check their, uh, uh, it's going to affect their share price and that's more to do with its reputation and confidence in the company than the actual phone or the actual finances behind it. Uh, I think in a year's time uh, they're going to come back. They're going to have the Note 8 and everybody's going to go, oh, do you remember the Note 7? I hope it doesn't blow up. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, I think by the time uh, no. we get to the Note 9, uh, or they might just skip and go straight to a Note 10, whatever happens to be, I think it'll be long forgotten. Now, this is that's an interesting point that you kind of raised because 
Samsung will be in the business of damage limitation for a while. Uh, their share price will take a, a short-term hit just off mm-hmm. the back of the, the bad publicity. But I think when the Note 7 has left the market for a while, things will things will right mm. themselves. I mean, even if you factor in the cost of the recall, it's not going to have any sort of serious effect on the, on the company's bottom line because they have had a strong year mm. in pretty much every other mobile sector they play in. So if you were a marketer and you had the next generation of Note, tablet, smartphone, whatever you want to call it, would you actually stick with the same branding and have it serve as a kind of a callback to the company's biggest disaster? Or would you call it something else? No, I wouldn't call it something else. <clears throat> uh, I would absolutely keep the Note brand and I would actually try and build in the disaster with the Note 7 as part of my marketing and do something like, will it blend? <laughs> will it burn? <laughs> and put the will Note 8 into as many situations as you possibly can and try and blow it up and make it absolutely indestructible. And then you just put your hands up and you go, do you know what? The last time it didn't work out, we went back to the drawing board. We've made this phone uh, four times better. It's indestructible. Uh, the battery, blah, 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 whatever. That's the way I would go with it as, as, as a marketer. Well, but this is not a marketing. I, I, th- I think there's a lot of mileage in that idea. So long mm-hmm. as you, it's not an official campaign. It can't be, you know. it can't be, you know, Samsung certified, you know, you pay some blogger or some someone who wants to get into marketing <laughs> to go off and do your thing, you know. Yeah, we'll we wait and see, but absolutely, it's it's certainly not going to be the death knell for, uh, for Samsung. Listen, God knows Apple has had its fair share of mess ups over the years with various things and they bounce back, so... And, and Microsoft as well. Let's not yeah, go. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah, and and they do. They have Apple. big, colossal mess up. And Volkswagen, as you said, uh, just at the start there, uh, they've had a colossal mess but it, they're not going anywhere. You know, they'll be around for, for decades to come. Listen, another story that's uh, come across our desk, and this is one that actually really worries me way more. I mean, you know, the Samsung Note 7 is a little bit of titillation in comparison to this story, uh, where police are using a, a new thing called Geophilia uh, to spy on protesters uh yeah well past tense uh i guess um fortunately for users but um uh, i guess when you when you invite third party developers into things you're pretty much at that mercy and you're assuming that they're playing by the rules laid down by the um I guess, the property owner that they're playing with. But uh, yeah, this uh, third party software tool called Geophedia uh, being used um, by Facebook and Instagram as a result and uh, Twitter. And it emerged that um, this crowd were actually handing over the personal detail of users to law enforcement agencies. And horrific as that is, there is actually something in the story that I you know, so help me God, I thought was really clever. <laughs> Go on. Uh, well, apparently they were trawling through um, Twitter accounts looking for people that were going out. Um, uh, I think this referred to the Baltimore riots uh, last year over the uh, killing of Freddie uh, Gray in police custody. And people were getting ready to go out and um, caused some trouble in some cases and uh, they were tracking people using the hashtag or people just talking about Baltimore that sort of thing and getting profile pictures of these people and 
doing face recognition scans and matching them to people with outstanding warrants. So the police in Baltimore were able to spot people, not even doing anything on the night. They were able to spot people who had shown up at these gatherings and gone, you, you're gone. (laughs) Wow. That is both scary and to me very clever. Yeah, you've got to, you've got to admire the cleverness of it. But uh, it, you're right; it does it does scare me. But what scares me even more is if Geophilia are able to get that information out of social networks. Well, what's stopping other companies from getting that kind of information out of social networks? Yeah, it makes you wonder. Like, I mean, if people are just ticking boxes in a, a EULA the way we do, uh, the way everyone does when they sign up to a service. Um, you know, I, yeah, are social networks actually paying attention to who their third party developers are? I don't think and so. And what they say they're doing and what they actually end up doing. And it always comes back to, uh, again, what I always say is why are you putting what you're up to or what you think are your political thoughts on social media in the first place if you don't want to be caught? <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, how how else would the world know how awesome you are? Uh, Now, listen, somebody uh, who is awesome, but you think they're a little bit kind of freaky. It's an Asian guy, uh, a gamer uh, who died in a car accident. And then his funeral has been watched online over 30,000 times. Yeah, well, uh, an an American gamer by the name of Philip Klemenov, Mm -hmm. uh, his uh, gamer tag was Fizzerp. Uh, he was a member of a, a gaming team uh, called H2K and they specifically played Call of Duty. He'd been um, something of a, a celebrity gamer since 2011 when he went pro. And uh, unfortunately, he died earlier this month in a car accident with a, with a friend of his. Um, his funeral was live streamed on Twitch. Now, uh, I'm not sure we've talked about Twitch before, but Twitch is owned by Amazon and it's a live streaming service for uh, gamers. So people go on to Twitch and you get to watch them play games. And uh, I guess its value is, you know, you you develop personal relationships um, like any social network. But I guess you also get to see how how the pros do things. You know, say if you're stuck in a game or something like that, you you can go on and see see how people Mm. deal with these things, Mm. uh, which is something that I've done in the past. You know, I get stuck on things in Dawn of War or something like that. I'm like, how how does somebody actually get out of this problem? So I end up going on YouTube looking for uh, looking for clips. So. Yeah, Twitch, it's a, its appeal is that it's live. Um, uh, I guess YouTube, YouTube does that now as well. But mm. that, that has always been Twitch's. But um, you weren't, you weren't expecting uh, to see, thing. you weren't expecting to see a funeral uh, on that. And you were a bit freaked out by that. Why, why were you freaked out about the, the funeral being uh, live streamed? Well, I think it's a natural response to be slightly unnerved by it. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, one, it's, it's a very personal private mm. thing that really should just be left to family and friends and mm. you know general well-wishers mm. like it's quite an intimate thing when you think about it um to to live stream it i think is just a bit odd also when you're live streaming something on twitch you're throwing yourself open to the wolves here oh, and yeah. you know what forums are like you know mm. what twitter is like when people want to act the maggot this is a, a live gaming forum yeah where people say the most Falling things. Uh, and yet, apparently, all the comments were very respectful and, you know, loved your work kind of a thing. Yeah, the, the thing that just made me smile about this and the fact it was more the fact that you're getting freaked out about it is <laughs> <it's> because many <laughs> churches across Ireland have webcams. 
So do they? Yes. So like because of all the you know people who are infirm or, or they're not mobile or they're not able to get to a church, they they stick a webcam in and you're able to uh, uh, to take part in whatever ceremony happens to be going on. It could be just a regular mass. It could be a funeral. It could be a christening. Who knows? And that's the only reason that it made me smile. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I like that. Actually, I think at Christmas, um, my local church live streamed. Yeah. Uh, the service. There you go. The, the, um, and the, and which the first is a great time idea. I heard of it was when uh, Jerry Ryan uh, died suddenly, and his funeral was uh, streamed on the web. And I thought my dad is he's, he's big into the church and stuff like that. Like you know, uh, he was actually hilarious. He's he was the only time in his life he turned around to me and he says. I can get you into that funeral, you know. (laughs) 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 I think you're all right there, Dad. Uh, But I was asking about the webcam and he goes, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's on all the time. So whenever there's a a mass or whatever or anybody's funeral, anybody can log in. And I've heard people, uh, because we've got elderly relatives now in in their 80s, and you start hearing stories like, you know, well, no, they're not flying home from Canada, but they watched the funeral on the internet. So there you go. Yeah, I think it's more the comments thing that that unnerves me more. Than I think, know. yeah, well, that 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 that'd be a bit of a thing. Listen, very quickly, uh, I just wanted to mention more than anything else uh, because we mentioned Amazon there. Uh, Amazon are bringing out their new music service in the United States. And it will be rolled they out. They are, yeah. Uh, Australia and the UK will get it later on in the year. Interesting pricing, though, uh, an interesting strategy that they have behind this. I mean, it's nine ninety nine a month, which is the same as Spotify, it's the same as you know Apple and yada yada, whatever. Uh, if you're part of their Prime service, uh, then you get a discount of uh, whatever I think two quid or something like that. So it's seven ninety nine a month for your Prime customer. However, if you buy and you own one of the Echo speakers that uh, that uh, Amazon have, they give you the music for just. Three ninety nine a month. See, I I think that's really clever. Amazon is building up a very nice ecosystem. Um, you know, I, I almost similar to Apple. I mean, iTunes was a great anchor for getting people to buy into to the Apple way of doing things. Amazon having their you know ubiquitous store mm. uh, has been a really good way to hook people into Prime, whether it be with premium postage or the movie service or now the music service. Uh, you know, their their experiments with devices haven't been successful, really. I, I, well, I suppose the Kindle Fire does very well and the, the regular Kindle, but I was thinking of, you know, the, the phones that they've had. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know, Dusty. Uh, would you... Would you no. Swap your Spotify oh, God, subscription? No, 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 no I wouldn't. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not even interested in the music because they have the same music and they have the same system and some similar interface and same price. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think that it's interesting uh, that they're effectively giving you the music half price with a speaker that you can use for other Amazon related things. And I just think having yeah. this thing in your kitchen where you can just go... Uh, order me milk next time I'm going to the, the store or you can say play you know whatever the, the, the Joshua Tree from U2 or uh, who is you know, having this little kind of assistant in the kitchen that you just speak to I think you know the fact that they're because mostly a lot of music consumption is done in the home it's the home and yeah, then the car yeah. like you know so uh, so it's just interesting the way mm-hmm. they're thinking more than anything else which is here's a quick question yes, for you um, Amazon's uh, movie service mm-hmm. Um, 
When are we getting that? Oh, God knows. Do, have you heard anything no, on it? I, no, don't, I don't, don't know. know. Is the catalogue actually good? Uh, Is it better than Netflix? I don't think. Uh, it'd be different, <laughs> I think, from Netflix. Different. Whether it's good, though, okay. that's a whole other story. I don't know. Actually, that'll, that'll be homework for me to look into uh, next week's show. <laughs> All right. Okay. Listen, right. Let's, uh, right. let's wrap up our little news uh, for this week. Nod, thank you very much. <laughs> This is Tech Central, your weekly tech podcast from Ireland's techcentral.ie. This week we have the return of Maths Week Ireland. We spoke about it at length uh, last year when they had their 10th anniversary. They're now into the 11th year. To tell us more about it is founder of Math Week, Owen Gill. Uh, math for, uh, sorry, Owen, for people who missed our chat last year, explain to me just what Maths Week is. Well, Maths Week is, I suppose, what it sounds like. It's a week of maths. Um, it's, it's a festival really trying to uh, celebrate maths and to try and show people, I suppose, a different side of maths than they might be used to from the textbook. Uh, and so the purpose really is to change attitudes towards maths because maths uh, is really, really important uh, both now and into the future and particularly uh, throughout the whole tech sector is built on mathematics. Well, it's the whole basis of physics, really, and everything that's around us. And uh, kind of, I suppose, when I first heard about Maths Week, I was thinking, oh, no, it's going to be 500 people in a, in a hall, all with calculators. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's not well, like that at all. It's, it's very real world, isn't it? Well, at least you thought that we could get 500 people <laughs> into an event. Well, that's positive. Um, and we can. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're looking at, we're, we're trying to show... The maths we learn in school is very much tools, techniques hmm. uh, for doing particular uh, uh, jobs. And we're trying to show a kind of a broader side to maths. Um, and uh, we're trying to show as, as well, as you say, the, its uses in everyday life and, and, and in, different, uh, in different careers. It's kind of like in school, you learn all the formulas and, and how to do everything. But Maths Week is more about how you apply that to real life. Yeah, it's. I, I suppose. Uh, look, an analogy I could make is um, the the uh, English teacher. You you study. You're, you're reading a play in Engl- in English class day in day out. It mightn't be very exciting doing that, uh, but you're brought to the play, or you're brought down to the the cinema to see a film of the play. All of a sudden, that's a different dimension. It's more enjoyable. You can see what it's all about. So we're trying to do the same with maths. Um, and we have a lot of big events uh, to, to, to uh, bring that about. And uh, in fact, the, the demand for Maths Week events is incredible. You wouldn't believe it how fast things are booking out. Grant, tell me about some of the events that you're looking forward to uh, putting on. Well, now on uh, Tuesday, uh, we'll have, that's the 19th, hmm. we will have uh, a guy called James Tanton. And James Tanton is um, the, he has a very <coughs> strange title. He's the mathematician at large for the Maths Association of America. <laughs> and uh, it's his job to go about the place promoting maths. And he's coming to uh, Dublin and we have him in the RDS on Tuesday. Uh, We've the RDS concert hall booked out uh, twice in the day uh, for his uh, show. Um, for that's for secondary schools and for primary schools we have a guy called Andrew Jeffrey a math magician who former maths teacher and a magician 
and he is going to fill the the helix in DCU twice over. So, I mean, they're huge theatres, um, and we can fill them for maths. Now, we have loads and loads of other activities going on. I'm just giving you some of the, the bigger ones. Um, we have events going on uh, in most of the universities and institutes of technology and various other visitor centres across the island. And uh, I'll emphasise it is a, an all-island event, so we've lots and lots of things going on in Northern Ireland as well. Mm. Um, and there, so all of those events are on uh, matsweek.ie, but we also have events uh, that f- people can bring their families to or f- for adults to come along to. So one of those would be, uh, I suppose it's always popular, our Mats in the Pub uh, session on Tuesday evening, uh, which will feature an Australian uh, mathematician and juggler uh, who'll be doing a turn in the Mercantile Pub on uh, Dame Street. And uh, all are welcome there. It's free in like uh, all the events of Mats Week. Um, We also have on the... Saturday on Saturday the 15th of course we start off with our mats in the street at the top of Grafton Street and in Stevens Green and we'll be um have loads of volunteers out doing fun and engaging mat stuff and even a bit of magic on the streets just to try and show people there's a different uh, aspect to mats than what they might remember from school now, over the years that you've been doing this, uh, you, you know, you've got new people coming in all the time and getting involved and new teachers getting involved and stuff like that. What is the kind of, would you say, is the reaction of people after they've partaken in Maths Week for the first time? Yeah, well, what we're, what we're getting is we're getting, uh, particularly teachers, I should have emphasised that uh, schools all around the island are doing special events in school that week hmm. and... Uh, for and a lot of things, some of them they're they're engaging in online um, activities with lots of other schools, and some of them are just you know creating their own great ideas. So we have teachers. The teachers report to us, and I suppose one of the early things teachers said to us is just like I was saying, the the English teacher brings the class out to the theatre, the art teacher can bring the class out to the gallery, etc., etc. And now there's something for maths. So the teachers really love that there's something there to celebrate maths. And they're reporting back to us that it's really good for motivating uh, the kids. And it gives them a chance to, to, to uh, I suppose, we're so hidebound with the curriculum, particularly in, in, in secondary schools. It gives them an opportunity to introduce a new aspect of maths to the students. And they're reporting back to us that that is really important and it is a really big motivating factor. And it's getting a good response as well to, uh, too. Like, uh, and, and what I love what you're doing, Owen, is that you're taking Maths Week and you're actually making it fun and bringing in, you know, kind of when you start talking about, you know, fun and events and, and sold out this and, and, and magic magician, all, the, all these things and applying, you know, kind of numbers to the real world all around us. I think it's just amazing what, what, what you're doing with kids and I wish you the very best of luck with it. Um, Math Week's Ireland is on next week. It starts the 15th of October, runs right through to the 23rd. And if you want to find out more about it, uh, you will get all the details at mathsweek.ie. Particularly if you're a teacher and you have been taking part so far, I can't recommend this enough to get involved with uh, uh, for this year if you still can or definitely for next year mathweek.ie Owen thank you very much for talking to us thanks Dusty maybe uh, could I just give one more plug absolutely go on fire ahead um, just to, uh, in on Monday 
the 17th, uh, the Royal Irish Academy will have their annual Hamilton Lecture, and uh, that will be on the Edmund Burke Theatre. And it's Professor Shafi Goldwasser from MIT and the Weizmann Institute in Israel. And she is a, a an international expert uh, on cryptography. And she's looking at the, uh, you know, uh, cryptography uh, in the age of cloud computing. So that's something that will concern everyone in, in tech at the moment. And uh, information of that is mm. on the uh, RIA website, RIA.ie. Grand. I think I might send my own young fella to that, but I'd, I'd be afraid to because he'll come back and he'll find out what my pin number is. <laughs> well, that one is for that one is for it. It, it is more. It's a more advanced uh, thing for I suppose for more for professionals in the game. Uh, the RIA one. All the other ones that we run ourselves are all. Um, accessible to everyone Grant, Grant, Grant. well listen as I say uh, details for all of those at uh, massweek.ie uh, Owen Gill thank you very much thank you Dusty now just before we go for this week uh, Niall Kitson's still with us uh, Niall what is our one more thing for this week the one story you couldn't squeeze into the show that you can read about online yeah, well, this this came in literally as as we were sitting down to record the show, so I haven't had time to digest it really. But um, the Hololens is coming to <gasps> Ireland later this year, so uh, we'll have a report on Tech Central. Okay, excuse me, Tech Central. Even I'm going to TechCentral.a to read that one. <laughs> <laughs> Hololens, you just said the magic word. You can get more on that story and all the Irish tech news with hourly updates, daily newsletters, and more from TechCentral.a as well as our weekly tech radio show online and every Friday at 6 p.m. On DAB Digital Radio with RTE Radio 1 Extra. So next week, for myself, Dusty Rhodes, and from Nile Kitson at Tech Central HQ, have a great weekend. Take care. Get Tech Radio. Subscribe for free with iTunes or download on demand at techcentral.ie. Tech Radio is produced by digitalaudioproductions.com. Tech Central.